Hey, podcast listeners, quick note before we get started. We mentioned the Power Exchange Unconference in this episode, and we mentioned the date is November. That date is actually December 7th, 2019. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, polyamory change management, GLL No and August 9th. Before we get started, a quick shout out to our Patreon supporter, Adam B. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get discounts to Dan and Don events, like the upcoming Power Exchange Unconference. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. So in about a week from now, we are going to be teaching a class called Polyamory Change Management. We are. So at the um, Endless Poly Summer in, oh, now I forget the Abrams name of the little Creek, town. Abrams Creek, West Virginia. Abrams Creek, West Virginia. It's actually like Elk Garden. Elk Garden, West Virginia, Abrams Creek Retreat Center. Or something like that. Google, <laughs> Google Endless Poly Summer. You'll yes, find it. Yes, you will find it. And the class itself. So it's really funny. I actually have a background in IT. Mm-hmm. And my actual role right now, among and if you work in IT, you realize you wear many roles. But one of the hats <laughs> I wear is change manager or release manager. And... In IT, change management is about I've got a thing and I want the thing to be better or some customers asked for the thing to do a different thing. Okay, I want to provide something new, something right. different, or just or it may not be new, it may just be totally different. different I don't need to yeah. do it. And I don't want it to break anything. I don't want to minimize risk. So polyam, it struck me you that- got, So I'm, I'm starting to get these letters go through my head. Do you do user acceptance tra- training and you know all that? <laughs> I have a little IT background, too. I was going to say, user acceptance <laughs> testing, testing in testing, polyamory yes. is an interesting thing. Yeah. So the, the whole thing is, right, to take some of the um, take some of this risk management ideas and how do we apply it to polyamory. Now, the reason mm-hmm. that it even comes up at all is because what we have found in our 20 years of doing polyamory is nothing stays the same. One of the mm-hmm. big problems, I think, that we had early in, in polyamory is that we tried to figure out what something was. And, then and we where would, was it going? Right. And then we would base our relationship or our view of it based on what it was or where we believed it was going. Mm-hmm. And we would find out over and over again we didn't really know where things were going to go and how we thought things were were not how things were. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's very different than being – in our experience anyway, mm-hmm. with, with the stuff that we've experienced. Uh, everybody's polyamory is different, of course. But um, we don't – anymore believe in like the relationship escalator mm-hmm. right? right but we were still working from that thought pattern near the beginning sure that if you start on the first step that means the person will be moving in at some point because that's the top of the escalator and some of the people we dated that is absolutely what they were thinking even if we yep. told them that's not where it was going so so yeah how does that all work in with change management. I mean, when you step off that escalator, right, what else is going on? Yeah. And there there will. So it's the idea that instead of the relationship escalator, right, that, mm-hmm. which is, like you said, it's the idea that we're starting here, but I want to get to there because that's how I learned in monogamy. That's how things work. We start off dating. We end up getting married. Right. There's a lot of steps on right, the way. Right. In polyamory, you don't have that. You try not to have that. But you do have to understand relationships and human beings grow. Mm-hmm. Things are going to change fairly constantly. 
they grow or shift or mm-hmm. whatever. But like you said, change is pretty constant. Shift is you you like the word shift, and I I I'll buy like that. shift because grow seems to assume that everybody is on a pattern of growth or on a, a journey of growth, and growth means the way I perceive it is is that to be a better person or to be better at something. And not everybody's on that path, but shift is still going to happen. I thought you were going to say, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> For those of us that are not currently watching Letterkenny, the next couple hundred episodes or so are going to be filled with Letterkenny references. Go watch it. Um, so, but if you look at your relationship with Big D. Right. Whether you want to use the term grow or shift. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you've been together, what, four years now? We just hit six. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Certainly in the past six years, things are different. Things are different. So maybe that's why I resist the word grow, because to me, grow feels like an escalator, mm-hmm. right? And we haven't been on the escalator. So some people would think, oh, my God, you've been together for six years. Are you living together yet? Are right. you doing this? Are you doing that? And our relationship's not like that. It has shifted over time but we don't have any goals of where it's going. So maybe that's why I resist that word a little sure. bit. So but do you have, that's okay. Do you have more confidence in him than you did six years ago? Yes. More confidence in the relationship? Yes. More faith that things will work out the way they're supposed to? Yes. So that's the kind of growth, right? That's okay. growth. I can see that. And shift, right? The other kinds of changes aren't necessarily the positive ones. Uh, I remember the first time that uh, Big D said he might start dating A, in particular A, <laughs> right. right? That would be, that's one of the changes that change management can help, that we want to address in change management, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's both positive and negative changes. Mm-hmm. And then you take away the whole terminology of positive and negative. It's just things it's just are change. different. How do I deal with things being different, right? Yeah. Um, polyamory change management is about us being confident and secure in ourselves and the relationships so Mm -hmm. that those changes are things that we can address without it feeling world rocking so yeah yeah so you know it's it starts off with you could probably address it and again uh, for those in it this is going to be both familiar and super annoying but you start off with the maybe the five w's right uh, who needs to be aware of changes? Mm-hmm. Uh, what changes need to be communicated? How do they need to be communicated? That's not a W. <laughs> um, that kind of stuff, right? What we have found is that a lot of our poly disharmony simply comes from this failure of change management, right? And and all it's really about communication. It's not about preventing change. It's not about being oh, risk averse. Right. But it's being risk aware. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is IT term, and, and maybe poly people. Oh, but risk—that's such a bad word. It's really not a bad word. Don't think of it as a negative at all. Um, if I start dating somebody who lives in Indiana, right, right, that has impact on everybody else that I'm dating in that in in, in some way right in, it has impact on my time right it means I have to I'm going to be traveling this far it means you and my other poly partners don't get to meet them right? more than that's, likely that's yeah. one of the things that we've always enjoyed oh yeah I, so 
for me, this idea of change management is this flexibility to, you know, there's a foundational of communications. And then on top of that, a layer of flexibility to recognize we just don't fucking know what may or may not be coming. So would you say, let's say one of our poly partners or us planned on moving, there would be change management absolutely involved Mm -hmm. in that, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, who needs to know why or what or, you know, whatever. So, So would you say it's pretty much like just keeping people in the loop? It's not only keeping people in the loop, but it's effective communication as well. Okay. Right? Um, And I have certainly sucked at this on occasion. Um, For me to say something like, oh, by the way, me and Kat are going to go out Tuesday. Mm -hmm. If what I mean is every Tuesday from now on or – and I really don't want to – kick myself in the face by coming up with a good, a real example, <laughs> plenty of those, you know, but if I say we're going to go out on Tuesday and what we're really going to go do is we're going to go drop $200 on a huge anniversary dinner mm-hmm. with champagne and stuff like that. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about management of surprises. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of our tools. Right. Yeah. And it's absolutely. Because we've learned it the hard way. That's why it's a tool. And I think really polyamory change management is about, part of it is management of surprises. It's how you effectively communicate um, and re-communicate sometimes. It's not, you know, for me to tell you three months ago, yeah, me and Kat are going to do an overnight in September. Mm -hmm. That was good communication. It was a fact. It was here. I'm giving Mm -hmm. you this information. Uh, But effective communication doesn't mean I can just say that. And then on the day before... I say, hey, can you pack me some clothes? Are my things coming up? And if you be like, what thing? Oh, fuck, you told me about that three months ago. How, you know, you and I don't have a schedule, a calendar. I'm sorry, a life that allows us to remember what the fuck's going on three, hell, I, we have a class that we're teaching in a week that we forgot that we were, you know. Right. Oh, what class are we teaching? Oh my gosh, you would probably say, well, I told you that three months ago and I'd probably swear, no, no, you didn't yeah. until you reminded me when and then it'd be like, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> So for us, that effective communication is put it on the calendar. Right. But it is also what we used to do with our Nest calendar, sit once a week on Sunday Mm -hmm. and go through the calendar for the next three months every week. Yeah. You know? So uh, change management, would you also consider, because the whole moving thing is in my head head right now, because there's um, uh, Kaya moved, you know, and and there's other moves that, that may take place in the future. So would you consider a plan of action part of change management? So let's say, just for shits and giggles, let's say Big D's moving. Okay. Right? So it's communication. It's um, I don't get asked if they can move, right? right. That's right. their decision. That's the way our relationship is. But at some point, I would assume we would sit down and make a plan of action, right? If we want the relationship to continue. Mm -hmm. A plan of action would need to be in place if they're moving to a place that would require, say, flights or long drives or things like that. So is that part of change management? Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like some of our more, I don't want to say hippie, spiritual, loving, lovey-dovey, hearts flowing over like, oh, that sounds like so unfun. Planning may not be fun, but that plan of action, having, you know, coming up with the logistical side, right? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, 
everybody's cool with the emotional side, but the logistical side of somebody moving far enough away that you have to fly to go spend time with them. Right now, you may not have, a, and this is not true, but right now, you may not have a relationship with Big D that includes a lot of overnights. Mm-hmm. You know, we so suddenly now we got to say, well, now we have a relationship that includes overnights because I'm not flying to fucking Nebraska for a four-hour date and a quickie. Right. right? Or a four-hour mm-hmm. sex and then... Not saying that I wouldn't, but... <laughs> I, I haven't slept with Big D. I don't know if he's worth flying to Nebraska to sleep with him. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. That is, you know, that's something that you would want to work out. And again, I don't want to take it away from being an emotional connection. These are about emotions. They're about love and all mm-hmm. that kind of jazz. But, man, I can't fucking just let the logistics work themselves out sometimes. So is it because we've got experience in this now? You said a word earlier um, about being earth-shaking or earth-moving or something Spiritual? like that. No, that things don't feel so earth-shaking earth-shattering earth anymore. Right. Because we've got some of this buckled down. Yeah, we now. have the confidence in our relationship. We have faith in our relationship. Is that and in our relationships with other people mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So when something comes up that would have been earth shattering before, it's not so much now. So probably the faith that, that's been created by doing some of this stuff. Yeah. And part of it, absolutely, absolutely. And part of it is... Um, We've realized you can't hold on too tight. Yeah, you, you know? can't hold on too tight. Shit's going to happen. Things are going to shift. Things that you thought were the way you thought at the beginning is not how it turns out. You know, mm-hmm. energy changes, emotions change, uh, changes the given. Yeah. I think part of the, I, I think that's a huge piece of it is this n- releasing from there's no clinging. You know, so the Buddhist philosophies that yeah, come into play, yeah, yeah. I know. But, you know, part of it, you know, we look at like yesterday, you and me and a bunch of other people did the big, long AIS bike ride. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. What a beautiful day. M- best day for a motorcycle yes, ride ever. Yes, could not have asked for it to be any better. Um, would you have been, like, four years ago with the idea that, it's going to, one of my poly partners is going to join us on the AIS bike ride and going to be on the back of my bike and you've got to mm-hmm. ride your own bike. You know, I don't think you would have been as chill about that four years ago as you were yesterday. No, because things change, exactly. right? You actually said that about something else this morning. Maybe it was about the same thing. I'm not sure. And um, your, your response was, oh, I need to remember your current Dawn, not old Dawn. Yeah. So, because my responses are different now, so with a lot of things. And part of it was probably because I got to ride my own damn bike. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I can't ride on the back of anybody's bike now that I've ridden my own. So, <laughs> there's no oh shit bar for me to right. hold on to. <laughs> and it wasn't like there was anything being taken away from you. So, part of this, right. this, so part of the polyamory change management is faith. You know, recognize, yeah, things might be terrible today, mm-hmm. but recognize, fucking just keep working on it. Things are going to get better. You know, or they'll change. We asked, <laughs> we were recently interviewed by the Arizona Polyamory Book Club mm-hmm. on our book. Yep, Polyamory, Polyamory Toolkit. Kit. Yes, I did forget the name of my own damn book <laughs> for a moment there. It's right there. Yeah, I know. It's on it's the wall right, right there. It's right there on the wall. <laughs> um, and one of the things they said, you know, what is what is it, the one thing you want people to take away from this book? And, you know, one of the things that I said was having faith. 
Mm-hmm. Things are going to work out. They might suck at the moment. They might feel like the end of the world, but you put the effort into it, apply the tools, put the work in, and things work out. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly been our situation. Yep. So, yeah, and that's what I was telling them, too, was that reading the book, of course, it's a it's a self-help book. So it's going to seem like Polly is a whole hell of a lot of work, and sometimes it is, but not always. There's a lot of joy as well. So that's what I want people to take away from it. Mm-hmm. And when you use some of these tools – you know, change management tools is what we're calling them right now. So things do get better. When you realize that shift, growth, all that happens, right? That is the dynamic of life. Nothing is stagnant. So, and if it is stagnant, the universe will kick it in the ass so that it gets some energy. So nothing remains the same. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. hmm. Boom. Just like that. Speaking of nothing stays the same. <laughs> um, so I sent you a tentacle ass. You did from Reddit. Yes. And apparently this person. Yeah. Well, describe the tentacle ass first. Oh, my God. So <laughs> one of the comments on it was rise of the rise of the Kraken because the octopus actually starts like in the crack of her ass. So the face of it is going to be the crack of her ass and and. I'm, I didn't see all of it, so I'm not exactly sure, but it feels like the mouth of the octopus would be her asshole. And then it spreads out from there. So the tentacles cover her ass cheeks and her thighs, and it's really well done, though. But, yeah, one of the comments was rise yeah. of the kraken. <laughs> I think that this is um, – it is from a subreddit called Real – Talari Love, and I think this is some model named Talari Love. I have no clue who this is. Maybe I don't one know. of those. Um, but someone said he liked her ass better without the tattoo, and she's like, "Would you like a ban?" So she must run <laughs> the subreddit. Yes, yes, it is exactly true. <laughs> and side note, uh, happy cake day! It apparently is her birthday today too that we're talking about. It. So oh, there you go. Awesome. But love the tattoo. That was that was really yep. really pretty. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that we decided. So, so I was yes, going to yes. say, so my tentacle picture from today was by Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yay. Where's my food on boobs? Um, um, I got no food, but I got boobs. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, one of the. So we thought about doing a topic about GLLA. We did. We thought about it. Uh, just for those who are interested or have no clue what the fuck we're talking about, GLLA stands for Great Lakes Leather Alliance. Uh, the very short version of this, and all this is hearsay. Yep, and we are title holders of the GLLA. GLLA. Yep. So yes. Um, fair, fairly to to point that out. The understanding is one of the people that is um, associated with the event in a high visibility spot did something very offensive to other people. And those people felt a lack of inclusion and a, expressed a lack of feeling safe or understood. And things went downhill from there. Yep. Uh, a variety of people responded very positively about GLLA. A variety of people responded very negatively about GLLA. The short version of it is... GLLA 19, which you and I were supposed to present at. Present at and vend at and do Shark Tank at. Yep. Uh, we'll no longer, will not be happening this year. It was canceled. If you, so just for fun, um, 
if you go to August 26th, 2009 on our podcast, or you can just do a search for EA028. That is episode number 28 of the podcast on. Wow. You and I did our a podcast about Great Lakes Leather Alliance 09. That would be before our title run. It was the first time we ever went to GLLA and our, our, our views and how we felt about GLLA at that time. Wow. Very neat to see 10 years ago. That would be exactly 10 years ago, yep. wouldn't it? Yep. So that's amazing. So I, bet you, I bet you we have another one about our title run, too, at some point. Oh, yeah. In 2010. But And wow. I'm sure we have another one about, I know we have another one about not winning international. Yep. Following that. Um, episode 28. What episode are we on now? 483 or something. I don't know. Wow. We're getting close to 500. And yes. this was 28. Somebody, uh, a podcast listener not too long ago, Mm -hmm. gave us a uh, very generous donation. Mm -hmm. And they said, you will make it to episode 500. Yes, (laughs) yes, we will. (laughs) Nice. So we're still getting there. Uh, And Don, that is just about gosh darn it. Oh, you said you were, oh, never mind. You filled it in. Oh, well, I know what you wanted to talk about. Oh, do you? Power Exchange Unconference. Woo-hoo! By the time you listen to this, oh, listener, uh, you will have the opportunity to go over to eroticawakening.com slash Power Exchange Unconference. And the Power Exchange Unconference tickets will be on sale. So the idea of an un- and we'll And the Unconference is on November 2nd. Yes. And if you're going to come to Columbus, Ohio for the Unconference, stick around for the party that night. We'll have discounted tickets for that as well. Uh, I guess we'll tell people more about the unconference coming up in the upcoming weeks. Though, though, as we said at the beginning of the show, if you're a Patreon supporter, you will also get a discount to the Uncon event. Absolutely. So so reach out to us and say, hey, where's my damn discount ticket? Nice. Nice. So, but yeah, you said we were going to talk a little bit more about an unconference. So if, yeah, unconference is a little different than a regular conference. So basically it's peer-to-peer teaching. If, so, if can, you've ever wanted to teach power exchange mm-hmm. or you've got a topic that nobody talks about that you want to hear talk about, this is your opportunity. We don't yep. look for presenters beforehand. Nope. You show up and you say, I want to teach about... Um, Let's say Victorian power exchange. Victorian power exchange. Or you, have, you can say, hey, I want to learn about Victorian power exchange. And if someone there knows how to teach it, they have the opportunity to teach it. Yep. So, and it's really, it's really neat and interactive. We end up going to some of our best classes ever at these things, mm-hmm. the unconferences. Yep. And the nice thing about these is we keep it small. So it's not like a power exchange summit where you've got 200 people and you may or may not meet everybody. And right. there's a distinction between the presenters and the attendees. Right. This it's, is all Everybody's on the same. for the same ride. And, and actually our social space is bigger than our classrooms. Yeah. So people have a chance to, to just chill and meet each yep, other. And absolutely. Yeah, social space is very important. And then stick around for the party that night if that's your kick. Absolutely. And there you go. Yeah? Hey, we got no new subscribers. Hey. Know, you said this is such a nice, podcast, <laughs> nice newsletter. Oh, 
Well, we're getting ready to send out a newsletter with that information. I I will send out another newsletter soon. So, oh my goodness, people may get two newsletters in six weeks. Oh my god! But um, I'll send out another. (laughs) I'll send out another newsletter with the information of the unconference on it. So, if you're a listener and you're not on the newsletter, you won't get the same information as other people who are on the newsletter. If you like what we're doing, head over to Patreon.com/slash/EroticAwakening and take a look at the options like this kind of stuff, extra content, and more. Ooh. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.